0: Oh, welcome to the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. I hope all you cunts are well. I'm lying here in my office doing this shit. Because I decided to start a fucking podcast. On third Thursdays. How are you, everybody? What's going on, man? What's going on? Um, It's Christmas Eve. Oh, it's the holiday season. Scooby-dooby-doo. I hope all you guys are having a very Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoyed your Kwanzaa. Jewish people, I hope you got your Chinese food lined up for tomorrow. My wife... She decided that, you know, we were going to order a Christmas dinner, right? Because what would women be doing if they weren't spending fucking money, right? (laughs) You know, it's like, or we could just cook the fucking meat we have in the freezer. No, I just was kind of in the mood. So she goes and orders. Orders. The only thing that gives orders around here is bulls. Um, Frank, um... So she orders this fucking Christmas meal. So they had the the Christian meal, and then they had the Jewish meal. But all the Christian meals were gone, so now we're having a Jewish meal. We're having Chinese food on Christmas. So I guess, guess, you know, I don't know what. I guess I've been in Hollywood too long. (laughs) So we're going to see... Jewish people, we're going to see what this is all about. I'm kind of excited about it. You know, you know, you got to love Chinese food, right? You eat it, and 10 minutes later, you're hungry again. You go back and you eat it again. You're hungry again. You know why? Because there's no nutrition in it, all right? There's no nutrition in it. The, the, the Chinese food in China has nutrition, but the Chinese food here does not, I feel, unless they're feeding it to other Chinese people because, hey, man, they're trying to take us out. You know, the whole China virus and the Chinese food doesn't fill you up? Poisons you. I'm telling you, man, it's a thing. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I was talking to a buddy of mine who just who 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 he went he went he went he went. Hey, by the way, any Chinese people listening out here live in Los Angeles? This is what I want to know. Where do you get? Where do you go to get your food? Okay, and if you don't want to tell me because you don't want to ruin it by having some orange gingered cunt like me showing up to your spot, I I totally respect that. All right. But if you're a little more open, a little more progressive, and you want to tell me where it is, I would also, well, why don't you give me your third choice? You don't have to give me your first choice. All right? Just, just help a round eye out over here. Anywho, <laughs> um, the fuck was I talking about? Um, oh, one of my buddies. Oh, ho, 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 let me tell you. Let me tell you. Remember when I was totally, if you're a longtime fan of this, remember when I was really into conspiracy theory? I still believe all of that shit. I just don't pay attention to it anymore. I get it. I get it. It's it's illegal for me to start a Ponzi scheme, but the Federal Reserve, that's okay. We can protect that with, you know, dead babies and all kinds of other – they don't give a fuck, right? I get all of that, okay? I get that the pharmaceutical companies right now, they're not all about trying to cure people, okay? I think the people working on it are, but the people up at the top, the green people, right? The green people up there, and I don't mean they're into the environment, all right, they're into dollars to roll up, snort a fucking line out of some hooker's ass. That's what they're into. That's what they're into. All right, while they wear some sort of shirt with their fucking initials sewed into the cuff. I'm talking about those cunts. All right, they want to be the ones that have it, they want to be the only ones that have it, and they want to buy, I guarantee you, they want to charge out the fucking ass for it. This is the big thing. They're not trying to save people's lives, they are trying to make a fuckload of money so they can blow lines out of some hooker's ass okay and you think if you think she's getting the vaccine after she lets them do that yeah you got another thing coming all right um so anyways my buddy is real okay i'm into all of that shit i believe all of that shit but i don't torture people with it okay i i just accepted that human beings we are imperfect myself is at the top of that list and we're doing the best we can all right and the reality is, is most people can't keep secrets, can't keep their fucking yap shut. So the government has to have their secrets. All right. And, you know, you got sociopaths in every country, usually in positions of power, and they don't give a fuck about other human beings. So, you know, it's, it's a dirty game. It's like the NBA in the fucking 90s when the Knicks had that fucking, you know, the Broad Street bully team, which I loved. I loved back in the day where you had to be a man to dunk a basketball in the NBA. You had, to, you had to go into the trees. It was like Predator. I see him over there in them trees, shaving your fucking head with a dry razor. That was, the, that was the NBA that I grew up on. Okay? Not this fucking hanging out on a yacht with all the stars around the league and you guys all fucking jump on the same team like those, and you know, and you come out and they introduce you like those chicks at fucking Radio City Music Hall. And then you go out and you trounce the fucking league because nobody has any talent left. I'm not talking about that league. That's not the league I'm talking about. I'm talking about the NBA right up until they flipped out because the Indiana Pacers beat the shit out of some people in the crowd that deserved an ass-kicking, all right? And those white people who sat in that fucking crowd and who accidentally got punched have a lot of fucking nerve getting upset with who punched them, considering they live in that fucking state and they look the other way with all those fucking Klan members, all right? So somebody was going to have to take a fucking knuckle sandwich for it, all right? And that's what you get for bumping up your seats. Do you imagine if that happened that night? You know that when they do that, with some sad sack, they take him from the upper deck? We're going to bring it down courtside, right? They're like, oh my God, stuff like this never happens to me. There is a Santa Claus. And then they bring him all the way down. And next thing you know, uh, Meta World Peace. <laughs> it's fucking swinging at your goddamn melon. I mean that—that's when the league was exciting, okay. And I gotta tell you something: all the bitching that people did at the same time, okay. If you fucking, if you fucking into wrestling, you gotta love that they went into the crowd. If you like hockey, you gotta love that they. I know this is old shit. Speaking of which, I watched the fucking. I'll talk about my conspiracy theory friend here in a minute. I watched the uh, the Celtics Bucks game. Great game absolutely atrocious call at the end of the game. Thank God for fucking instant replay. It was just like, Jesus Christ, they got another mobbed up ref out here. The fuck are you talking about here? Um, plus I had the Celtics getting four, you know what I mean? And I was just like, I need this game to end in regulation right now. All right. That's what the fuck I need. I, I, this, if this goes in overtime, I got, I got a feeling I'm going to lose this bet. Right. So I had the Celtics. Um, so anyway, um, the fuck was I talking about? I was talking about bringing people down. I literally just, I'd have to go back and listen. What the fuck was I just talking about? God damn it. Alright, I hate when people do this to me. Especially on radio shows and you can't fucking call in. Remind me and I'll finish. Where the fuck was I going with that? I was talking about the NBA. Tuffy used to be Predator. Sad sack coming down from the upper deck. Ah, shit, guys, it's gone. I don't want to tell you. It's just fucking gone. I was watching that game. I want the fucking bread. Yeah, it's gone. Just like that. Just like that, you know? Just like your friend when you were a kid. You know, you played every day, and then just one day a moving van showed up, and you never saw him again. And it was the 70s, and your parents never, never let you deal with that emotion. So years later, you know, you're sitting on some busted leather couch in a fucking green room in some chuckle hut, waiting to do a third show on a Saturday night in front of 18 people, trying to figure out how the fuck you ended up there. Um, Sorry. <clears throat> I, I'll, I'll remember later. All right. So my conspiracy theory friend was texting me and he was showing me this fucking article. About, you know, all the ways the government has fucked this thing up and, you know, and fucking over the small businessman and all this type of shit. And I'm just like,
1: yeah, no, yeah, no,
0: that they, they, they could have done a better job. We all could have done a better job, including people who don't wear masks and just stand six feet apart from people. I don't think that's such a big ask when you got a flat screen TV and your clothes are all made in a sweatshop by crying children. I think you can put on a fucking mask and just and he writes back masks don't work. And I just write, all right, buddy, good night. I'll, I'll talk to you later because I don't, I don't want to argue with people about this shit. And then he goes, this whole thing was perfectly set off by China. And I can tell you something, dude. That's what's wrong with the fucking internet right there. Okay, somebody needs to regulate this shit because this guy is absolutely convinced. You go on a fucking laptop and you watch a video and they put music underneath it, people just fucking believe it. They believe every fucking goddamn thing that they're looking at. And it's like, you got fucking people now, they think the fucking world is flat. It's a bunch of stupid cunts going to get in a boat and sail. Not sail. What do you call it when you fucking turn on the motor? Cruise. A fucking cruise <laughs> down to Antarctica to go look at the fucking ice wall. They think there's an ice wall there. There's, an, there's a wall of ice holding back the oceans of the world. Um. But the government, he's like, what is, what is the benefit of people thinking it's round when it's really flat? What what does anybody gain out of that? Or do they just want to be right? I, I don't know what it is. But anyway, like this fucking guy is not a doctor and he doesn't work for the CIA. So it's like, dude, I'm not listening to you. Okay, now, if you if you tell me I got a friend who works in the CIA and he's telling me that China started this shit on purpose, then I got to sit there and I got to read your body language. Is this guy just saying this shit so I'll believe it or does he really have a friend? And how good is that agent that not only did he spill the beans to this jerk off, that he he spilt the beans to some jerk off who can't keep his fucking mouth shut? What if this was a test? Of this guy and he just failed it and I'm gonna get whacked with him because I'm sitting here at a fucking taco stand as he's telling me this shit. So I just say goodnight. I don't I don't wanna be I don't wanna be a part of that. I don't to be privy to any of that shit. Um so anyway, like I said, the goddamn vaccine is coming. All right? I will take it, and if I no longer make fun of the standing president, which I'm gonna have a ball with Joe Biden. I had a great time with Donald Trump. I had a great time with fucking Obama, George Bush, and Clinton. I mean, that was just back-to-back comedy gold, you know? And then I don't know. I don't, Obama was all right. His wife was funnier. And then uh, and Trump was just, I mean, the guy was just, he was prolific. Fucking prolific. And then I got a feeling Joe Biden... And this nitwit that he's with is going to be even better. Um, That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Anyway, let me plow ahead here. Um, So for my, uh, my daughter has been asking for a bicycle for Christmas. All right. And there's no way she's not getting one. All right. If she asks one. Okay. I I, got to do it. Right. Daddy's little girl. Okay. It's not, this is, this is how I, I look at parenting all right with my son it's going to be my job to say no I can't expect my wife to say no that's how it works right and if there's a daughter like the mom's got to be the bad. it's it's always good cop bad cop all right I'm good cop with my daughter I'm going to be bad cop with my son and vice versa somebody's got to put their foot down and then the other person kind of has to back them but like just not be the one not be the bearer of bad news so anyway my daughter asked for this bike right She wants a green bicycle. So I'm like, oh, that's great. I got a green car. This is great. I'll get her the bicycle. So I'm scouring the internet. In other words, I I Googled for about fucking three minutes. And I find this great bicycle. I put the fucking thing together. And about three days ago, I'm like, holy shit, I forgot. I got to go buy training wheels to put it on this fucking thing. And do you know that this goddamn bike, I, I didn't just buy a bike. I bought into an ideology And their ideology is that training wheels hold the kid back, which is amazing. Because when I was a kid, everybody had training wheels and we all learned how to ride a bike. You know what I mean? There was absolutely nothing wrong with it, right? And these guys or women, whoever have this fucking bike company, are so adamant about the fact that you're not going to put training wheels on this bike. They invented a fucking screw that I don't even know what the fuck goddamn motherfuck, sorry, fucking tool you need to take that fucking thing off. You cannot, they made it, that it was impossible. One guy on fucking Amazon figured out some MacGyver shit, and he was describing all this shit he bought at the hardware. I had to like start Googling, you know, I mean, I'm eating potatoes at the fucking hardware store. You know, nut, bolt, screw, washer, extension cord, hammer. I don't go deep. I'm not in those fucking... I don't go in the pro aisles of the hardware store. You know, with this fucking... That PC fucking... I'm going to say PCP. PCV piping and all of that shit. You know, you look down the aisle and it just looks like everybody there was underneath a house for the last 10 years. Those guys? No. No, those guys. I'm not those guys, right? So I didn't know what half of that shit was. So um i was so fucking goddamn this is you know what this shit is the fact that they that you know they they should just say listen we advise that you don't put training wheels and give you options the fact that they like no you can't with this bike and the fact that it's not blazed across their fucking website before you buy this bike just to let you fucking know cuz now let me she's going to fall down she's going to need fucking knee pads elbow pads i it's just the shit that's going through my head as a as a parent, it's gonna knock her fucking teeth out. I gotta run alongside this goddamn thing. The fact that they don't even give you a fucking option with this goddamn bike. You know what? I, you know what? I've been starting to say my wife. You know what? I, that's man bun shit. There, there, there's there's a fucking line in the sand. A lot of people think it's like music auto tune. It isn't the man bun. When it became acceptable that a guy walked around, you know. With, with his hair done up like that, like some chick after she banged, you know, some fucking dude and she was going down to get a coffee. The fact that a guy could go to work dressed like that. With his scraggly fucking beard where his mustache didn't connect to the beard and his stupid ass fucking man bun like that. That was a change. OK, the warning was dressed down Fridays and we started with that shit. And now we've ended up with guys with man buns. Now, I know man buns are out. It kind of seemed like they went away, you know. But, you know, it, it, there's definitely, there's like, it's like Jesus, that there's before him and then after him. You know, before him, there were wars, and after him, there were way more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. All right, the Celtics got the Brooklyn Nets next. By the way, I'm just going to give in to this fucking ideology because these fucking cunts have forced it on him. And I would call him up, right? But I know goddamn well, like, well it's on our website. It's on a website. Where? What did I have to click on? You fucking douchebags. All I saw was bicycles. Ugh, that's what I get for waiting 90 years to have a kid. All right. There's no training wheels anymore. It inhibits their blah, blah, blah. Dude, this is an experiment, and you're using my kid as a goddamn guinea pig. So, I don't know. I talked to a buddy of mine who's a younger dad, and he told me that he taught his kid that way. So I kind of, all right, all right, all right. Maybe I'm stuck in my own ways. Maybe I'm doing the old guy. Ah, this isn't music. Maybe this is a better fucking way, but I don't know. So now I got to take the fucking pedals off and turn it into a a balance bike first. I guess, I guess that makes sense. It kind of makes sense. I don't know. I just wanted to ride bikes with her on fucking Christmas. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to have to go out there and worry that she was going to knock her fucking teeth out. All right, anyway sorry. I'm glad I got that off my chest. I'm sorry you had to hear it. You know, I'll send you a little basket of fucking treats. How about that? Um, all right. Here's a question I have because the Celtics are playing the Brooklyn Nets who kicked our fucking ass about a week ago. Um, here's my question about Brooklyn Net fans. Uh, were you New Jersey Net fans first? Then I get it. I just don't understand the Brooklyn fan that was a fan of the New York Knicks. First of all, a legendary squad. Even though they haven't won in a long time, they've gone through a but still, New York and basketball. They play at Madison Square Garden. They're called the Knicks. New York Knicks. I mean, that is just one of the badass like city with 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 name of team that you can have out there. The Knicks. Some fucking man shit, right? Then you get the Nets. That kind of sounds like the Knicks, but it isn't. It was an ABA team. You know, I will say they did have Julia Serving, right? Well, he's with the Kentucky Colonels, and then I think they became the New Jersey Nets. I don't fucking know. But I just want to know how you, as a Brooklyn New York Knicks fan growing up, okay, and you lived and died and all of that shit, and you have all of that emotion invested in the New York Knicks, because someday they're going to win a championship, and I'm telling you, you're going to see grown men crying, right? And you just walk away from that because they stick a team in Brooklyn and you live in Brooklyn. I just don't fucking get it. Um, if I worked for the NBA, I would say this is not going to work. New York is the Knicks, okay? Brooklyn, they, they, they played out there where Jimmy Hoffa's buried, all right? Well, what are we doing here? So tell me, that fascinates me. Because I've never really talked to a sports fan about that. People that like just switch teams. Like um, I got a buddy of mine, a longtime Cleveland Brown fan. He was heartbroken. A friend of his just couldn't take it anymore and said, fuck it. And he became a Steelers fan. He didn't say, fuck it. I'll I'll root for the Rams. He went with their rival. I mean, it's like a Bruins fan becoming a Canadians fan or, you know, Laker fan becoming a Celtics fan. However you want to do the math. Just fascinates me, so it wasn't like the Nets were some big rival. But I just, I'm just really curious. Like, I know the Knicks. It's been they've been asking a lot of you to be a fucking fan for a while, but um, it is the best. Like, exp- I think fan experience. It's the perfect to go to a game. It's the perfect combination of. It's just New York. Like, everybody's there. And then you still have the LA, like, Laker thing where you got some famous people sitting courtside. And it's the garden where Led Zeppelin played. Frank Sinatra did his comeback thing. It's it's all these fucking Ali fought there. How you just say, fuck that, and you go to the Brooklyn Nets where their goddamn arena... They got like a car sitting out like the one. They have like a car sitting where like all these great seats should be. It Looks like you're driving by a dealership when you look at it quickly. It just fascinates me. I'm just curious about that shit. Um, How you went from a Nick to a Brooklyn Net fan? Answer. Although it's looking pretty good as far as your happiness right now. But I was just. What did you do with all your old Knicks gear? Did you just throw it out? Your Skywalker jersey. Kenny Skywalker, Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, Anthony Mason. Hmm? All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk turkey here. We got to do a little fucking advertising. All right, Policy Genius, everybody. Everybody, you know the holiday season. Dooby dooby doo. Sure knows how to lighten your wallet. God, isn't that the fucking truth? Uh, for many families, December is one of the most expensive months of the year. Doesn't have to be, but for some dumb reason it is, right? Not to mention the busiest. If you need life insurance but don't want to deal with the hassle or expense, try Policy Genius. It combines a cutting-edge insurance marketplace with help from licensed experts to save you time and money. Right now, you could save up to 50% off or more by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance. When you're shopping for a policy that could last more than a decade, those savings really start to add up. Here's how it works. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare your quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Policy Genius will compare policies starting as at as little as $1 a day. Okay, they're leaving no stone unturned. You might even be eligible to skip the in-person medical exam. All right. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And the best part is that they work for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything. Hey, what's going on over here? Uh, Prudential's giving you a rough fucking time. Hang on a sec. Let me go talk to this fucking guy. Wouldn't it be great if they went over and they slapped, slapped around one of those pieces of shit in a fucking cubicle? Uh, that kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Uh, if, you have, if you have loved ones who depend on your income, don't go into 2021 without life insurance. Go to policygenius.com and get started. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes and start the new year with one less thing to worry about, Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Oh, look who's here. Simply safe. You know, I've been trying to get one of these fucking things. I got to get simply safe. I've been meaning to do what I should say. For a, a person, a buddy of mine, had his apartment broken into. Uh, everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, whether it's from... Break, uh, from a break-in, a fire, flooding, or medical emergency, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24-7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back day and night ready to send police fire EMTs when you need them straight to your door. Simply Safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in 30 minutes. It's super easy. Then Simply Safe professionals can take over monitoring your home 24 7. And ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Plus, with Simply Safe, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, or installation costs. Right now, my listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafecom Burr. Hey, can you do this for somebody else? I want to gift somebody one of these Simply Safe. Let me know. Uh, you also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit Simply Safe. S-I-M-P-L-I Safe. Dot com slash Burr for your free security camera today. That's simply safe dot com slash Burr. Oh, look who it is. There. It's fucking headspace, man. Don't harsh the mellow, man. You know, life can be stressful. I could use headspace after trying to put fucking training wheels in that goddamn man bun shit over there. That's man bun shit. You know, I'm just, you guys, if you listen to this podcast from here on out, because I don't want to fucking have to explain myself, all right? If I just say that's some man bun shit, I don't want to hear, I don't just, just know what I'm talking about. All right, headspace. All right? Man bun shit means you can't play a guitar, but you can play a laptop. All right? That's man bun shit. Okay? And just apply whatever the fuck you want to that. All right, Headspace. Life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace, man. Next, please mention a few of the talking points below. Hey, you know what? It's Christmas, Headspace. I'll fucking read all of them. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation and an easy-to-use app. God damn it, I need this shit. Headspace is the the one and only... Hey, if you don't want to end up like me, go to fucking Headspace. How about that? Headspace is the... Is the one and only, is one of the only, sorry, meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. You know what this is reminding me of? I want to fucking go out to the desert and try that peyote shit and just see if I can get past some shit. I think I'm finally ready to deal with the fact that I might have a bad trip, you know, that there might be too many monsters between the fucking earlobes there. Uh, So, whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. Overwhelmed. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Isn't that great? In three minutes, you'll feel better. I can't find a parking spot. You just put it in park for three minutes. You block out people. Just block out people beeping behind you. Just, you know, you just address that it's happening, but just you don't have to react to it. And exhale. All right, need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. What? If you can get my kids to sit still, uh, that'd be amazing. Headspace is a pro. What a great thing to teach a kid how to med- meditate. Wow. Talk about the inverse of my childhood. Headspace is... Hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe this is some man, man bun shit. <laughs> I'm not saying for the parents, but if I tried it for the kids... Now I'm doing it. Headspace is, I've curated meditation. Headspace approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits. 600,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. They are crushing it. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with, your, with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. All right, so how do you get it? You go to headspace.com slash burr. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. That's headspace.com slash burr for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditation for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now to headspace.com slash bird today. All right. Hey, by the way, all my Latino listeners, listeners I tried a torta the other day. Remember when I was telling you how I, I, judged, I judged a Mexican restaurant on their burrito? I judge a, pizza, uh, a, a pizzeria by their margarita pizza. I don't want you hiding behind your fucking uh, your toppings. That's like the guy talking shit, backing up in a bar, Joe DeRosa, and all his friends fill in in the negative space. Um, So I going to say, I judged a Mexican restaurant by the burrito and then some Mexican kid wrote in and he said, the burrito is the ultimate fucking gringo white guy order. Don't order that shit. And he had all of these suggestions for all of this other shit. One of the things I can remember was the torta. So I went in there, my broken French, and was I said, uh, I was like, Bon après-midi, senorita. Je voudrais un torta, s'il vous plaît. All right, so they got me one. They were like, what kind of meat do you want on that? And I was like, je veux poulet boutique. I ordered the chicken, right? Um, oh, sorry, je veux, je veux des um, no, I ordered the, the chicken. And I got to tell you something. I ate that thing and it fucking sucked. It was a goddamn mayonnaise sandwich. All right, Mexicans, relax. Let me get to the end of this. So now I know that that restaurant fucking stinks. Okay, I'm not coming down on the sandwich. I'm not coming down on the cuisine. I just threw the help i have a Latino listener. I now know that I should not be going to that anymore. So thank you. Um, and I am now in the search for somebody who knows how to make a torta correctly. Torta, correctly. And with that, let's start this. Come on, let's 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 fucking share some information over here. All right, let's share some information over here. I want to hear from Chinese people where you go to get your Chinese food in here, here in LA. Okay? I want to hear from lesbians. I want to hear what you do to keep your girlfriend fucking from nagging at you. Alright? Just whatever whatever you got. Just fucking come at me. Alright? If you guys want to learn some bald ginger shit, just ask me some fucking questions. I have no problem answering Um, Speaking of answers. So, I've been telling you, I got a new ride here as far as the, the helicopters that I'm flying. I got the uh, the Cabry G2. And so the other day I was flying it again and you know, I got the hang of it, you know, cause I was telling you the main rotor turns the opposite way. So it changes your, your pedal inputs. Right. So I got that down to the point I got it down good enough. I should say that um, we tried to do some auto rotations, which is you simulate engine failure,
1: yada, yada, yada.
0: And I have to tell you something. I, the only way for me to describe what it's like to do an auto rotation in the Cabri G2 after coming from a Robinson R22 is, do you remember in Ferris Bueller's day off when those guys took the, Ferrari, the, the, the parking attendants, took the Ferrari out? And remember when they went over the hill and they were smiling? That's what it was like. Because the R22, which I fucking love that helicopter, by the way. I love that helicopter because if you can hover in that thing, if you can fly that thing, if you can do auto rotations in that thing, It's only going to get easier from what I've heard from other pilots because, you know, I'm fucking a weekend warrior. But I will tell you, that was my experience going to the Cabri G2. It was fucking amazing. Okay, like I. The way that you just lock in, I felt like I was coming down and I was I was floating on a cloud versus the 22 where I had to be like 10 knots faster and I was dropping like a fucking stone. I now have a three-bladed, fully articulated main rotor system as opposed to a two-bladed, semi-articulated, whatever the fuck you call it. And um, I had finally gotten those fucking things down in the 22. And now all my pedal inputs were different. You know, collective down. Now it's left, left pedal instead of right pedal. And But what I love is, is I always felt like in the R22, there was like a sliver. Of RPMs that you could play with, where before you were too low and the low RPM horn would come on, and then you'd c- go to correct it, and then then it would fucking start to overspeed, and it really took a high level of skill. Or you know, if you fly as not often as I do, it took a long time for me to fuck. And I do, I've done a million of those things, and I was really starting to feel it in the twenty two when you start to feel the RPMs coming up, and you, you almost don't even have to listen to look at the gauge; you can just hear it. And you know, I was catching them coming up, and I was really, I really had it all the way down. My flare was nice, you know. Um, I kept fucking up the flare where I would I pull the stick too far back, and you would balloon up, and then you're going to lose all your inertia and in your main rotor blade, and then you're going to slam down on the ground, probably blow out your skids and fuck up your back, right? Which who wants to do that, right? So I was finally getting that down. So, anyways, I did like five of them, and it was so much easier. And it was so much slower, I felt in the 22, that like within four auto rotations, we moved on to the more advanced shit that I was doing with the 22, which is basically rather than picking out a spot, you know, when you first learn them, you just you're looking out and you're looking at a spot that you're going to glide down to. We started doing the shit where towards the end where you're over your spot. So you you just let the thing drop, you bleed off all your forward airspeed and you just let it drop. And then, you know, you've lost all your forward airspeed, which you're going to have to recover. And you had to judge it when you'd nose it back down, you know. And you're almost like backing up to get to the spot. Then you nose it over, regain your airspeed, and then do your flare. So it took me forever to get that level in the 22. I did five auto-rotations. And my instructor was going, all right, let's try it, like, over the spot. So I'm thinking in my head, like, well, we're already moving on to advanced all rotation. This is fucking cool as hell. So um, very, 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 very excited. And um, I shouldn't keep – I'm not coming down on Robinson's because they're fucking great helicopters. And every time I see an R-22, anytime time I look in the cockpit, I just smile. I've had so many, so many great times in that fucking thing. But um, – I think most people in aviation, you start out and then, you know, they're the low end things. And then you move on to something else. I couldn't be more fucking thrilled, uh, with this thing. So any pilots out there considering, you know, you know what you want to buy, definitely, you know, or what you want to, if it, I don't know, I think you got to buy those things. I just lucked out with, there's a, there's a deal here with the, the people I'm, I'm, I've rent from got one. Um, but, like, if you're thinking about buying one, I mean, I, this is, like, free advertising. I cannot fucking tell you. Like, I love this helicopter so much, I'm I'm trying to find merch on the internet. But then I'm like, am I going to be that dork on, who shows up? Like, this is my hat, because this is the helicopter I fly. You know, like, they're sponsoring me with my 250 hours. <laughs> but um, it was so fucking, it was just, it just made... My goddamn week. Um, I am in love with that helicopter. Uh, I still love the Robinsons and all that shit, so I'm not trying to cause any bullshit here. I'm just being honest. I love those helicopters, and now I'm flying this one, and I love this one even more, and it's just fucking amazing. And it's great that it's out there because I think it's going to make the Robinsons, Robinsons even better. Um, so there you go. That's the podcast. Sorry for the nerding out with the uh, helicopter shit there in the end. Um that's it you guys have yourselves a very merry little christmas um i will talk to you on monday i hope all of you guys stay safe you don't do any dumb shit uh shout out to all the overworked people in the hospitals um kicking ass out there every day that's it go fuck yourselves have a great weekend you cunts merry christmas and i'll talk to you on monday Burr, And it's the Monday morning podcast for Monday, December 24th, 2012. And as you can see, the way I stress December 24th, that I am, I am, I am letting you guys know that I realize that it's Christmas Eve. Okay, I realize that therefore this has to be a very special podcast, <coughs> uh, which it won't be. But I'm just letting you know that I know that you feel that it should be special. Shouldn't I have some sort of Christmas special going on here? Singing you guys some holiday tunes. Huh? Have a jolly Christmas. Oh, it's the best time of the year. Everybody is pretty cool except for their douchey sister married. (coughs) There's always one, right? There's always going to be that one fucking guy. Everybody's having a good time, and then this one cunt has to come in moping around. You know? Who is it? The chick with the substance abuse problem or the moody guy? <clears throat> I'd rather have the, the substance abuse chick around than the moody guy. The moody guy's the worst. He comes in, right? Like the fucking antithesis of mistletoe. You know? <laughs> He should have mistletoe on his shoes, pointed the other direction, like some sort of devil reference. You know, instead of hanging from the heavens, it's coming up from the fucking floor. Right? Kiss my fucking feet, everybody, because you're going to have to deal with me and my mood, because I'm not just going to have the decency to be miserable over in the corner. I'm going to fucking sit down right in front of everybody and just sit there sulking, you know? And there'll be a couple of fucking hardcore people who will see it and they'll just roll their eyes. But there's always the one douche, the one chick who's a member of the 4-H club or whatever the hell it is that she does. bake sales, helps out with the church car wash, whatever the fuck she does. But, you know, she has to. F- What's matter? What's matter? You look sad. Oh, my God. Are you sad? She sees fucking sad every year. Watch the language around the mistletoe. Karen, don't fucking do this. Don't. Every fucking year. I don't care if they're kids. They're going to hear it anyway. They're going to hear it anyway. All right? Every year this douche comes in looking like fucking droopy dog. And I'm sick of it. It's not my fault. His life. I don't care if he can hear me. Of course he's leaving. Of course he's leaving. You're leaving? You leave all. Oh, where are you going to go, huh? Kill yourself in a fucking rest area? Um, right? It's one of those deals. Every year there's that douche. Then there's always the douche who has to try and top everybody's stories. You know, you could be sitting there with the fucking astronaut. <laughs> You'd somehow try to top him or correct him. Well, actually, I thought, uh, uh, according to, uh, you know, what, I don't know what video game, some fucking astronaut video game that douche played, he'd actually try to question a real astronaut. Who even knows an astronaut at this point? Aren't they all dead? Did the people who were on the space shuttle, were they considered astronauts? Because I, I didn't consider them astronauts. You're not an astronaut if you're in a plane. Okay? And I know it's a big one. And I know it's got rockets on it initially. All right, but all I know is that the astronauts that I grew up on with were fucking—they were at the top of a missile. That's what they did. You didn't steer that fucking thing. I don't even know how they got back. They had a little capsule. I think you just leaned to one side. You kept rolling back towards the earth, hoping you'd re-enter. Right? Then the parachutes came out, and they couldn't fucking find you because all we had was binoculars. You know, where is he? I don't see him. Anything on the starboard? Nothing, sir. There ain't nothing off the starboard. Right? And you're fucking sitting there in the water. Clinging to a stingray. If you're lucky, you landed on an island. And then you met a genie. Who called you master, but for some reason you never fucked her. But other than that, that's what an astronaut was. He didn't fly in a fucking plane. You know, eating SpaghettiOs or whatever the fuck they did and then land and get towed to the gate by a fucking Toyota Tundra. All right? That's not an astronaut to me. That's a very impressive pilot. I'm very impressed. You went a lot higher than the jumbo jet I flew to Syracuse in. Hats off to you, sir. Um, I just heard Johnny Mathis in the car. In the car? Fucking guy's great. You know, what the hell song was he singing? What the fuck song was he singing? Something about, uh, it's the something in your heart that's dope, boo, bo. bo. Uh, oh, fuck. How does it go? Fuck, it's right there. Something about that. Put the jingle in your heart. It's a song in your heart. And I've got skis. Tell me think of Johnny Mathis? I always picture that Christmas album when he was sitting there with his, you know, his skis and his sweater on, you know? Oh, fuck, Bill. You know, you'd think if you were going to bring up a fucking something you just heard, you could remember it. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Um, anyways, I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. It is one day away. Have you finished your shopping? I know the podcast is late. I know it's late. You know what? I actually recorded it this morning and I was fucking with my dog on it and he unplugged my device and then somehow it all got erased. So this is the second time I'm doing it. So I think because of that, I think I, I sound pretty jolly right about now, don't you? <coughs> I'm still coughing up mold. Any doctors listen to this podcast? Do you? Well, that's, that's, uh, I don't know if that's impressive. Why would you listen to this podcast? Do you need a break from thinking? Because huh? you're so fucking smart because you went to college until you were 35. And now you're fucking 900 grand in debt and you're looking up people's assholes. Really? That was your game plan? You know, if you wanted to fuck a nurse, you, you could have just had your girl, you know, just put on a nurse's outfit. What's the difference? The goods are all the same. Did you really need to go through all of that? Just so you could walk around, instead of somebody saying, you know, Mr. Johnson, they have to be like, Dr. Johnson. I don't like how doctors, like, when they go to a fucking restaurant, they have to say, you know, table four, and they got to be, you know, fucking, you know, Dr. Marblehead. Why can't you say, just say four for Marblehead? Why'd I pick Marblehead? I don't know why. Peterson, you know, four for Peterson. It's got four for Dr. Peterson. You know, get over yourself, you fucking douche. So many of those, the goddamn doctors, do are not involved in life and death shit. I'm not saying they don't kill people. And I'm not. I guess. Well, you know, if they fuck up, they can kill somebody. But a lot of them, you know, they're looking at toes. They look checking out your ears, your throat, and that type of shit. You know, that they're, those are they're like the Jiffy Lube doctors. You know, that's all they're doing. Changing a fucking air filter, draining out the oil, put the plug back in, put a new filter on, pour the shit back in the top of the engine, call me in two days, that's all you're doing, all right? Those real guys that deal with the fucking, the insides, the pistons and all that shit, those are the guys, you know? Or the computer, those are the real doctors, you know? So next time you go out to a fucking, a Whatever the fuck it's called. Cracker Barrel. Just say your last name. All right? Dr. Peterson. You fucking douche. I hope you're getting mugged. You know? I don't go to a a fucking restaurant and sit there. Stand-up comedian. Burr. Table for one. Because I'm on the road and I'm lonely. Comedian Burr. Comedian Burr. Table for one. Anyways. You guys watch any football? No not gives a fuck about football. It's almost over. Can you believe how fucking fast the NFL season goes by? Why is it so short? You know why? Because it's a fucking man's game. That's why. September, October, November, December, and you're into playoffs. Four months. Baseball starts in April, so that's April, May, June, July. You just right now we would be in the dog days of summer with baseball, but football. It's fucking. It's almost over. You know. This time next month, we're we'll gonna be sitting there waiting for the uh the Pro Bowl, which I'm going to, by the way. I'm gonna be out there with like eighty-seven other people in that stadium. <laughs> it's it's fucking do you realize this is how much of a pussy game baseball is. Or let's, let's spin it positively because it's Christmas Eve. It's the eve before Christmas. Um this is how manly football is. Baseball players if you're healthy for the whole year, you play as many professional games as a football player plays in a 10-year career. You know? And after a 10-year career, most football players they have damage that they're not walking away from. They got some sort of a limp, some sort of twitch in their eye, they got voices in their head. Their head doesn't fucking turn anymore. They got something. Their knees blown out. They got something. Baseball players, what do they got? Huh? <clears throat> other than abroad in every fucking other city you'd never want to go to. You know? They got chicks in Baltimore, Kansas City. Those are both NFL cities. Let me think of a fucked up. Wait, there's, there's 32 teams. There's more football teams than baseball. That doesn't work out, does it? Whatever. I'm just I'm just upset. Why is it? Why did it, it just goes by so fucking fast? Anyways, I tell you something. I got to tell you something right now. I think Peyton Manning has a good shot at tying his younger brother with the ring this year. What do you think about that? Earlier this year, you know, I was like the Giants are the fucking Giants. You don't need to tell a Patriots fan about it, the Giants. Oh, you don't need to tell us about those cunts. All right. I kept waiting for them to turn it on. Bersi was freaking out in November. I'm like, dude, they do this every year. They pace themselves and then they start trying right around fucking about a week before Thanksgiving. And then they just go on a run and they just punch everybody in the mouth. Eli closes his eyes, looks at the opposite end zone and throws the ball and it sticks to somebody's helmet or fucking drops in out of the heavens in double coverage. And the expression on his face never changes. You know, he's like the Manchurian candidate of fucking NFL players. Um, never seen a quarterback as good as him. As look as stupid as he does with a helmet on. It's like he, I, I don't think I would look worse with a helmet on, you know, usually someone who's not athletic like myself. When we put on athletic equipment, it's just funny. We don't look cool. We look like idiots and uh as good as Eli is he he looks like a guy he looks like the the, the last guy you would pick in gym class anyways ah, i'm just pissed cuz he beats us every time we go to the fucking super bowl um but anyways the giants are out now the 49ers i don't i don't know what to think about them after that drubbing last night against seattle and i was really rooting for the 49ers i've always liked the 49ers well that's not true in 81 i didn't i was a cowboys fan and uh but i I just you know, by the end of it, I just you know the West Coast offense, Bill Walsh, all that shit, I love them um and you know, Pete Carroll drives me nuts. I can't stand that guy, I don't like that guy because he looks like the greatest guy ever. he looks like he just rescued a cat out of a tree, you know, after rescuing a dog from a shelter, after uh you know, I don't know, saving somebody from drowning, he just looked like he looks like the fucking. He looks like a Mormon, you know? Could you look any more wholesome than that guy? He looks like he goes to church every week and sings hymns, you know? Only has sex missionary style, you know? Only does it for procreation, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing fucking wrong with the guy. Yet, the way he left fucking uh, USC, I mean, John Calipari must have been like, Nice! That's the way it's done there, Pete! That's how you do it. That right. you see what he just did? That's how, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. You break every fucking rule. You fucking can. You win championships. And right when you smell those motherfuckers coming, you leave. And you let the school deal with it. Right? That's what the fuck he did. You know? So then he's up there looking all wholesome. The worst thing about losing to a Pete Carroll team... Or just whenever a Pete Carroll team scores a touchdown, is there always going to cut to that wholesome guy? And you're going to catch him reacting to the touchdown. And what does he do? Does he make like a fucking war face? Does he go, fuck yeah, like Rex Ryan, something manly? No, he goes,
1: woo!
0: <laughs> it's genius. It's fucking, it's the, most, you expect to, like, Rex, fuck yeah. You expect they to do that. You don't expect to somebody to be like, woo, tra-la-la. Like, he does everything but skip down the fucking sidelines. It makes it even more annoying to lose to somebody. If somebody's, like, fucking growling like a grizzly bear, it makes it losing a little more acceptable. But when that... <laughs> When when making noises you'd make if you were pushing your your toddler on a swing, it's, uh, it's really degrading. So anyways, you know, Seattle just in general is just fucking annoying. It's a great goddamn city, but I don't like their stadium, how they designed it so their fans that aren't that loud would sound louder. I don't like that. And then they get all this credit, right? Well, these fans are so loud. No, the architect was awesome. Um... Anyways, so now I'm looking, uh, I don't know. I think Green Bay's still fucking in it. I have no idea. Now all of a sudden it seems up for grabs. After the last couple of years, I was looking at the NFC going, this is completely lopsided. You know, the three top teams in the league are in the NFC. So you're, you're going to be watching the Super Bowl and the NFC uh, championship game at the very least. And uh, the AFC, we're just going to show up to get our fucking asses kicked. You know, that's just been my, my opinion, okay? And I stand by my criticism of my own team's fucking defense. As you saw, we struggled with the goddamn Jaguars, all right? And I know, you know, Brady threw a couple of picks and that type of thing, but ba- but we made their quarterback, whatever the fucking, Chad Henney, whatever the hell his name is, you know, <clears throat> made that guy look like John Elway. So, anyways, I got a feeling. Uh, I got a feeling. Peyton Manning. Uh, he's got. You he got a fucking chance. He's got a chance, and I'm somehow rooting for the guy. I'm trying to hold up my hatred of the guy, and I, I just don't have it anymore. Once he left the Colts, it just. It's just he's not on the Colts anymore. I don't care. And now he's an old guy. I'm an old guy. How do I not root for an old guy? He's a fucking old guy. I can relate. I can relate to it. Um. I gotta type in my stupid password here. Do you guys know? Uh, here's here's something that happened yesterday during uh, the Patriots game that I was watching. This is this is how much the game has changed. Wes Welker, the great Wes Welker, going to be in. At the very least will be in the New England Patriots Hall of Fame. All right, he's got to stay healthy. He needs a couple, yeah, but good, probably about four thousand more yards. And he's going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? So I love the guy. You know, speedy white guy playing wide receiver. It gives, it gives you know, uncoordinated white dudes like me hope. Gives us a role model. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so anyways, he catches a ball. And they go, Wes Welker just broke Jerry Rice's record. And immediately my fucking ears perk up going, Wes Welker broke a Jerry Rice record? What record did he break? He broke the record for the most games, 10 or more catches in a game with his 18th game of having 10 or more catches. And I was like, Wes Welker caught 10 or more passes, more in his career. Jerry Rice. You know what? I think I have to go to the profootballreference.com. The best football website out there, by the way. Stay away from ESPN and the NFL one. They're too fucking busy selling their channel in their league. This is just no bullshit. Trim the fucking fat. So Wes Welker holds the record for the most games as a wide receiver, catching 10 or more passes. His career yards... 8,486. And he has played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 seasons. In 9 seasons, he did what Jerry Rice did in 20 seasons. And Jerry Rice, his career total for yards is 22,895. That's how the games changed. These little fucking... Passes, which would have been handoffs back in the day. These guys, they're, they're padding their fucking stats. There's got to be an asterisk next to that one. Here's the average yards Wes Welker has. 15 yards his first year. T- 10.3, 10.5, 10.5, 11.0, 9.9. That's for the year. That was his average per catch. 9.9 yards, 12.9, 11.5. Here's Jerry Rice. All right, where the fuck are we? You get the point, right? Back in the day, they fucking, they slid that fucking pigskin around the goddamn field. They ain't doing this little, ooh, here you go. Shit, I throw, I throw fucking nine-yard passes to my three-year-old. Fucking Wes Welker has the goddamn record for that bullshit. Fucking nine yard crap. Hell, I'll catch buckshot nine yards away. That ain't shit. That's what I'm saying. All these fucking records are getting broken now. Dan, all of Dan Marino's records are falling. Dan Marino stood in the fucking pocket and he threw the goddamn ball. He didn't sit in there throwing these little bitch ass passes down the. You know, they, there's got to be. So, they got. There has to be a new stat. Okay, there's got to be a new stat where a handoff's a handoff. And if you throw the fucking ball, it's got to be at least 10 fucking yards. How about that? Can we say that? Can we create a new name for whatever the fuck it is when a quarterback drops back to pass and throws a three-yard pass to somebody and does that 35 times a game? He just broke Bart Starr's record for most completions in a row. He just threw 26 Six-yard passes in a row. Well, I got to tell you, Frank, when uh, you do something and you get put in the same sentence as Bart Starr, I mean, <laughs> you know you've accomplished something. Um, I don't know. I'm just a crabby old man. Don't listen to me. I'm just fucking saying. That's all I'm saying. Give me a fucking break. Wes Welker. Did something in nine seasons that it took Jerry Rice 20 seasons to do, and you're going to tell me there's something right about the league? There's something right about that? Well, maybe in your world, sir, and maybe in your universe, ma'am, but not in mine. What do you think about that? Well, maybe I don't give a shit what you think about that. You ever think about that? Huh? There's a lot to think about in that. All right, let's do a commercial here. Stamps.com, everybody. With the holidays almost here, Literally. Almost here. You don't have time to go to the post office. What do they mean by the holidays almost here? Christmas? What about Kwanzaa? What about Hanukkah? You know? Have those come and gone already? I don't know. Let's stick to the copy here. With the holidays almost here. Granted, they gave me this three weeks ago. You don't have time to go to the post office. Traffic, parking, obese people. Um, It will be packed with everyone mailing holiday gifts and packages. So... So do what I do. (laughs) Jesus, this is the worst read ever. So do what I do. Use stamps.com instead because God knows I'm too stupid to read out loud. So thank God they came up with this wonderful system. What is stamps.com, you ask? With stamps.com, you can avoid all the hassle of going to the post office during the busy holiday season. Everything you would do at the post office, you can do right from your desk. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter or package the instant you need it. Then the mailman picks it up. That's it. That's all it is. So easy. So convenient. What else do you need? They're doing everything but bringing you a sandwich. I use stamps.com to send out all my DVDs for all my road gigs. I absolutely love it. Um, you, should get, you should try it too. I actually got to get a new scale. I've used this so much I broke it. Well, actually, I dropped something on it the other day. So I got I to get a new scale. Um, special offer right now. Get this special offer when you use my last name Burr, B-U-R-R, for a no-risk trial, plus a $110 bonus that includes a digital scale that I just broke and up to $55 free postage. They're giving you 55 bucks during the holiday season. Come on. What more do you want? Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R, that's stamps.com, enter Burr. All right. Oh, this mold, this mold won't leave me alone. (coughs) So I, um, I know what you're thinking. Well, Bill, next time you go to a restaurant, rather than being insecure about the doctor, the doctor, party of four, why don't you fucking waddle up to him and ask him about, you know, is it okay to smoke a moldy cigar once in your life? I mean, the guy at the cigar told me, said, he said, I'd be fine. You know? That's how a guy goes to the doctor. He talks to some guy he doesn't know who isn't a doctor. Vaguely describes what he did and goes, you think I'll be all right? And the other guy goes, yeah, yeah, I think think I'll be good. And you're like, all right. And then your girl gets on you. Why don't you go to the doctor? Because I talked to that fucking guy over there. The guy emptying out the trash. Hey, sweetheart, you don't make fun of what a guy does for a living, okay? It's an unwritten rule. It's an unwritten rule. Now, you look down on the ground as we walk back to the car, and you don't say goodnight to nobody. Pulp of Greenwich Village, thank you. And I avoided the not having a thumb part. Um, All right, so what what went on in the world this week? I had an awesome week. I um, did another episode of Glee, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and could not have had more fun. I will let you know when it comes out. Um and that was my last work for this year. And I ain't doing shit, baby. I ain't doing anything. I recorded the podcast earlier today and like I said, I was fucking with my dog and uh during the podcast, wrestling with her and stuff. It was funny as hell, but it got a little too rough and I unplugged my thing here and uh the recording and I lost that podcast and I um still I still think about it sometimes. No. So anyways, I had to make a fucking pie today. Made an apple pie, and uh, there was a little collateral damage with the crust on top. Made it from scratch, bitches. Okay? So I know I come off like I'm miserable and I'm cynical, but I like Johnny Mathis' Christmas music, and I can make a pie from scratch. You know? What are you doing today? I don't want to get all John Lennon on you. And so this is Christmas. Then what have you done? <clears throat> um... I got it down. The big fucking thing about making a, p- a pie crust, you can't be intimidated by the flour. That's the thing. I finally realized I was approaching it like a bitch every year. I was like, ooh, 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 ah, and then I'd fuck it up. <clears throat> this year I was like, I don't give a fuck. I got a whole bag of flour, you know, like a pimp that has a whole stable of whores. Just sitting there like, all right, lady, you either make this fucking work or I'll get another one in here to replace you. That was the thing. So I'm out in the kitchen, right? And when you bake, you know, aside from, you know, risking getting gay bashed in your own kitchen. When you bake as a male, uh, you got to give you got to put an apron on because your hands are going to get all sticky. So uh, believe it or not, I don't own an apron. And the only apron in the house is the one my mother got for Nia. And I swear to God, it's like this floral platter pattern frilly fucking thing. <laughs> like if an old lady had it on, you'd be like, oh my God, that's the greatest grandmother ever. So I got this fucking thing on. You know. Nia's in the, the fucking living room. So I'm in the kitchen. I got the door closed and she knows I'm making a pie and she starts to smell the filly. And uh I do that food network shit where I don't measure the shit out as I as as I You know, as I'm making it, you know, I have it. I measure the shit out and I put it all in these little fucking things so I can just bam, bam, bam like I'm on a show. You know, you put the cream in, then you add the sugar. Whisk that together. Now, a little bit of salt, a little bit of nutmeg, a little cinnamon, you know. Bam, 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 and the whole fucking thing goes. Whatever, your hands get all fucking sticky. So I'm sitting there, right, and I'm peeling the apples and that type of shit. I go to pick up one and it fucking, the apple falls and it lands on two of my little things that I already have measured out. And they tip over on the counter, and then the apple fucking lands on the floor and rolls across the kitchen. Now, Nia always gets on me for my temper, flipping out and causing tension, and I realize that, okay? So when I flipped out, rather than screaming, I sort of crouched down, and I just went, something like that with this fucking apron on. So Nia heard that, you know, she, it wasn't loud, but the intensity was fucking ridiculous. So she comes bursting in to make sure I'm all right. And she's like, she's like, Bill, are you okay? And I came in, I go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then she sees me standing in that apron. It might've been the hardest I think I ever heard her laugh. I knew I'd look a little stupid, but like she almost fucking passed out. She, like, laughed, I think, for five minutes straight. And every time she started to stop, she started going again. You know, when someone's laughing so hard, you start laughing? It was one of those deals. And I'm sitting there trying to peel the apples. And she's laughing so hard, I got, like, fucking tears in my eyes. And I can't can't see what I'm doing. Um, But long story short, long story short, I just remeasured the shit. Lost a little nutmeg or whatever. And um, I cooked it had a little collateral damage with the fucking dough on the, uh, the, the one on top. But I got to tell you, it's nice. It's a good-looking fucking pie to the point I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it. And I'll tell you, as far as looks, I give it a six. I give it a six. Now, I know once it gets posted to the Internet, and you know, all you miserable cunts who aren't happy with your lives, rather being, like being like, you know what? That's not too bad. That's not too bad a job. I know you guys are just going to fucking, you know, you're going to tear it to shreds you know what I say? I say God bless you. I say happy holidays to you too. I'm sorry that your life, I'm sorry you didn't get that fire engine under the Christmas tree. And rather than looking at your parents or your girlfriend, whatever the fuck you got who didn't get you that fire engine, you're going to decide to take it out on me and my innocent little pie. All right? I hope you feel good about yourself. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else are we going to talk about? Oh, I know. A buddy of mine, uh, you know, the one who was questioning my loyalty to the Patriots because I had the audacity to say that their defense stinks. Uh, actually, he called me after the Jaguars game and said, I, I think I agree with you now. Um, and then he also, um, he left a message. He asked me if I saw the, uh, the NRA press conference, you know, or as he said, the NR Dude, you see the fucking NRA? Uh, press conference. <coughs> Fuck. When is this mold going to be out of my system? According to the guy at the cigar store, I'll be fine. Um, As <laughs> He sells me another cigar. Um, what the hell was I talking about? Yeah, so yeah, he, he said, dude, you got to check out this NRA thing. And he goes, it's like, and he said to me, he goes, and you know me, dude, I'm, I'm in the middle. And I know a million people who say I'm in the middle and they're not in the middle. I've said I'm in the middle. I'm not in the middle. I lean to the left with a nice fucking uppercutter right. That's where I am. You know? I am to the left when it comes to the working man, when it comes to the twinkle toes, when it comes to, you know, people wanting to come to the country, I'm to the left. You know, when it comes to other shit. Like taking responsibility for your fucking actions. I'm on the right. No, it isn't okay. You're a douche. Go fuck yourself. Go make it right, or go sit in that cell and and pay your dues. You don't get a do-over. It all depends. But I'm mainly, mainly on the right. I'm one of the angriest liberals you'll ever fucking meet. <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to be doing yoga or something. I, I, I miss I miss something out on, on the, on the pamphlet or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it is. But this guy. You know, I, I, got a, I got a bunch of people that, like, Verzi's another guy. He's one of those guys, the classic guy who says he's in the middle. you know, like, dude, you're not. You lean this way. You totally, every fucking issue I bring up, you lean this way. And then they always say the same thing. Dude, I'm a registered independent. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. I give a fuck what you're registered. That's a classic thing. You you register independent and then argue all one side. And then when people just accuse you, yeah, yeah, you're fucking liberal. You're a conservative. And they go, I'm a registered independent. Well, you didn't have to pass a test. You know? You just, you just defined yourself as an independent. The same way Madison Square Garden just gives itself the nickname the world's most famous arena. You know? And then everybody just, ah, it's the world's most, there it is. There's the world's most famous arena, a cookie cutter fucking stadium. A stadium, that an arena that was made during the worst, most uncreative time of arenas. The world's most famous arena. If you can tell me how that thing looks more different than any other stadium during that fucking time, then goddamn it, I'll make you an apple pie. What do you think about that? Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, he goes, uh, "Yeah, so all you people out there who who think just because you're uh, you're a registered independent, and then therefore you can just argue the same side of every fucking argument, and still you know, and then that's your parachute. I'm a registered independent. My my best friend's black. You know, it's like one of those deals." <laughs> It's your little get out of jail fucking bullshit thing, all right? I'm I'm here to tell you you're not fooling anybody, all right? You're full of shit. But this guy, he actually, I've known him for 20 years, and I really don't know how he feels about anything. Keeps the shit real close to the vest, and uh, he always surprises me. Every time I think he's going this way, he'll go that way. I mean, I don't know. He might be a contrarian. I have no fucking idea. He might just be arguing the opposite side just to fucking drive me nuts. <clears throat> but anyways, he says, check out this NRA thing. He goes, uh, he goes, you know, I don't really feel one way or the other about it. But uh, these guys, they come off like it's a fucking cartoon, like their solution to uh, the gun situation is more guns. That's what he tells me. So I sit down and i like, oh, I got to fucking watch this shit. Get some material out of this, right? And uh, I put it on and I watched it and I got to admit, I thought the guy made a lot of good points. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get hate mail over this. I don't, I mean, I don't have a problem if they ban, you know, <clears throat> semi-automatic, semi-automatic uh, fucking assault weapons. I don't know what you need one of those for. You know? If you're using it to hunt, you're fucking cheating. Like, how bad a shot are you? that you got to bang, 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 bang. Got it. I got it. I got it. Sorry. Sorry, I got it. Got it. You know? So I don't have a problem with that. But, like, I don't like the whole demonizing of people who own guns that you're just automatically evil. It's stupid. That would be like demonizing me. I use a computer, so therefore... Uh, you know, I advocate uh, sexual predators or people who steal your identity. You know what I mean? I mean, I kind of think if you're in the NRA, you got your gun legally. And I think I I would, with no stats whatsoever, completely over my head, no research, no nothing, I'm willing to bet. All right? A meringue pie. It's all going to be pies this week. Dad, I would say like, nine, what, 99% of the people who register a gun legally, first of all, probably never do anything, most of them probably never do anything more than go down to the fucking gun range and shoot it. Then you got another percentage that actually go out and they go shoot a pheasant or a quail or an elk or some bullshit like that, right? But the amount that actually go out and commit a fucking crime or shoot somebody or something, I, I wouldn't, you know? The problem, you know what the fucking problem is? is we don't have a way of weeding out sociopaths, psychos, maniacs. There's no way to find them. That's what you need to do. If you could do that, if you could somehow fucking do that, you wouldn't even need metal detectors at the airport. You wouldn't need anything. There could be a gun in every fucking house. No one's ever going to go out and deliberately do something. Somebody got to, you know, obviously have an accident. But shit, you have accidents in cars. People put pools in their backyards. People fucking break their necks. Shit happens. People fall off ladders. Shit fucking happens. There's got to be a way. You know? If I was running shit, I (laughs) would... You know when you're like on a fucking tangent and you realize halfway through how dumb you sound? That was just the moment right there. It was like, if I was running shit... Yet you listen, because you're laughing at me, aren't you? Well, I go fuck yourselves. I don't care. I'm feeling good. I made a pie today. And what have you done? Um, if I was running shit, I would go to the people who came up with that black light that helps you find jizz on a quilt, you know, and be like, make one of those lights for psychos, you know, and then I would replace all the lights in, in the streetlights, you know, with that light, which would create jobs, you know, and then with the surplus of that money, we'd have health care. <laughs> uh, just stay with me on this one. And it would be like this maniac light. And if you're a good shit, you have a soul and you have a fucking hat, and you're not a cunt, it would be this one particular color. See, nobody would know about this shit. It'd be all top secret. It'd just be, I'd know about it, the guys who invented it, and all the million people who had to unscrew the old light bulbs. and put. No, you don't have to tell them. Just tell them it's some new energy efficient thing. And you just weed out all the psychos. And I know what all the liberals are going to say. And then what do you do with them? Do you kill them? If you kill them, then you're just as bad as they are. All right. Well, then I'll go classic right wing. We take them, we stick them on a fucking island. Let them all kill each other. Now, that would be a dumb thing. Now, that would be stupid. That would be a dumb fucking liberal way of doing things. Well, we can't kill these people. We can't illegally detain them because they haven't done anything yet. A cat Okay? And then you stick them on an island and then you create <laughs> this can-you-dig-it fucking island, you know? <clears throat> God help us when those cunts get organized and all come back ashore. All right? There's not enough Will Smiths, Tom Cruise's, and fucking, I don't know, what not. give me another action here. Oh, Chuck Norris is out there to stop that level of evil. That's the thing. You, you got to, um, like, those fucking people holding up signs saying that the NRA is killing children. Um, it's, it's just, first of all, they weaken that side of the argument because they're coming off like complete psychopaths, you know? I don't know. I found the press really annoying, too. Like they had already made up their minds. Like they were all over taking pictures of the people holding up the the protesting things. And some one of the press guys, I'm assuming it's a press guy. I don't know who it was, but he's in the room, you know, assuming it's got to be somebody from the press yells at the NRA guy. And he goes, uh, what do you think about the protesters? And the NRA guy doesn't say anything, just continues with his speech. And then the the same guy in the crowd goes, uh, he goes, he goes, oh, stick with the script. (laughs) It's like, dude, are you are you still a reporter at that point? Because you don't sound like one. Your job is to go down there and report what happened. I'm fine with what do you think about the protesters? Even then, that was borderline because the guy was still in the middle of his statement. But. But that's okay because it did happen. But when the guy chooses no comment, that's what you report. No comment. He goes on to heckle oh, stick with the script. I don't know. That's, they're fucking idiots, man. That's, that's, they just, I, I, I don't, there, there is no fucking solution. Until, until you can come up with something. As much as I was making a joke about having a psycho streetlight that identifies maniacs, until you do that, I don't give a fuck. You know? There's still going be, to be problems, isn't there? Jesus Christ, look what those fucking maniacs do in the Middle East. They don't even use guns. They go down to the Home Depot they get a fucking thing of fertilizer, right? <laughs> Whatever the fuck they do and they walk into a food court and blow themselves up. Now what are they going to do? Close down the hardware stores? All right, I'm going to move my head. Uh, so this is Christmas. All right, this is cruising along, 43 minutes in. Hey, everybody. Did you enjoy the podcast this year as much as I did? Well, I sure hope you did. Um, oh, they also blamed video games. Blaming video games. <laughs> Which, um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I find violent video games to be uh, stress-relieving. I also find going to a gun range and shooting a gun to be oddly calming. The same sort of calm I get when I make a fucking apple pie. (laughs) I'm not even lying to you. I I get that same level of enjoyment. Because I'm not a psycho. I'm a cunt. I'm a dick. I'm a moron. But I'm not a psycho. All right, I'll stand. You, You come up with that light. I'll fucking stand underneath it all you're going to see is a bald spot in a in a in a beautiful soul. Mm. All right, plowing ahead here. By the way, people, I got I got a couple of gigs coming up in 2013. Um in January, I'm going to be at Flappers. Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, California. Absolutely love this club. And uh I'm hoping to have a couple of uh up and coming heavy hitters. Opening for me, I haven't reached out to anybody yet, but um, Flappers in Burbank, and uh, that's going to be on January 10th. Two shows. We'll, put, we'll give you the links and everything if you go to the podcast page on BillBurr.com. and then on November 26th, I am going to be out in Honolulu, Hawaii, at the uh, Huki Lao Fucking what the fuck's the name of the goddamn things? I'm the worst. See, why why do I why do I talk myself into these damn corners? Oh, well, because you're not organized, Bill. You know. You don't have any sort of, you know, set list it's, oh fuck yourself. Um, oh, I thought it was gonna be up on my website. Where the fuck is it? Whatever. Just look. <laughs> you do the work. Look up Bill Burr and fucking Hawaii and you'll see it. It's January twenty sixth. I will be there and uh And I'm going to the Pro Bowl. You won't be able to miss me. It'll be me and fucking 83 other people in Hawaiian shirts. It's going to be awesome. And then I'm at the Wilbur Theater, Boston, Massachusetts, my old stomping grounds where I started. Wilbur Theater right across from Nick's Comedy Stop, where I started March 2nd, 1992, on an open mic night. Long, long time ago. Uh, Wilbur Theater, February 21st, two shows. And February 22nd, one show. And other than that, the only other thing I have that's on sale right now is May 30th in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm at the Mary Hoff Symphony Hall. Doesn't that sound amazing? You know how loud I'm going to be? It's a symphony hall. I'll sound like a fucking Seahawk fan. It's all that artificial help. Um, All right. Back to the podcast here. So let's answer some questions here. Um, If you'd like to email me, it's... uh, uh, what the fuck is it? I think it's Bill at the MMPodcast.com. We'll have that link up there, too. I haven't said it in so long I forget what the fuck it is. Um, all right. <laughs> it's terrible. Whatever. You guys aren't even working today, are you? You know, aren't you home putting on a sweater? Uh, questions from New Zealand. So, uh, you know what's great about New Zealand? I was at a Christmas party last night, and I met some woman there, and uh, she was saying how in World War I, that when Great Britain declared war on Germany, that New Zealand felt because they were their colony, both them and Australia, they had to follow suit. So they told England that, hey, we're right there with you. And you know what England did? Did they mix them in with their troops? No. You ever see that all quiet on the Western Front, that trench warfare? We had gas masks because using poisonous gas wasn't considered illegal in war. Mustard gas and all that shit, hand-to-hand fighting, shitting in a fucking hole. Some of the worst conditions ever. That's where they were sent. All those people up there, they were all from fucking New Zealand and Australia. Not one Englishman had the fucking balls to go there in the trenches. At least this is the way a person from New Zealand explained it to me. I might have exaggerated a little bit, but I'm also trying to get some emails here. Not one Englishman had the balls didn't have the fucking balls. They were all sitting there with Winston Churchill holding hands, you know, having a biscuit. Um, No, but seriously, listen to this shit. The total number of New Zealand troops and nurses to serve overseas in 1914 and 1918 um, was 100,444 from a population of just over a million. Ten percent of their – over ten percent or roughly ten percent of their population fought in the war. 42% of the men of military age served. 16,697 New Zealanders were killed. Of course they were. They sent them right to the front. And 41,317 were wounded during the war. A 58% casualty rate. You know? This is the kind of shit England does. And then I go over there and they start giving me shit about George Bush. You know? It's like, why don't you fucking clear off your register there, Ian, before you come in and make... I can't even remember the last time somebody from England gave me shit about the foreign policy. I just like fucking pissing them off because then they keep listening. And then the next time I play the Leicester Square Theater, hopefully they'll be there. Then maybe they yell some shit out. And we have a good time. <clears throat> all right. Question from New Zealand. Um, I live in Christchurch, New Zealand. Oh, Jesus. Christchurch, all one word. I live in Christchurch, New Zealand. By the way, I'm going to midnight mass tonight with Nia's mom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. With the fucking choir. Keep in mind that Jesus Christ bad life for us. Two two years ago, we had an earthquake in New Zealand. I didn't hear about that. Then again, I don't pay attention to shit. Two years ago, we had an earthquake which wrecked the city and killed a couple hundred people. It almost killed me, too. Now, for three years, I've been going out with a great girl. She's nice, smart, caring, fun to hang out with, and I'm not sick of banging her. Problem is, her cousin got killed in the earthquake. Oh, sorry to hear that. And ever since then, she's been terrified. The aftershocks have all but stopped now, but she hasn't recovered. Every time a truck drives past on the road outside my house, she flinches and trembles. Sometimes she cries randomly. She won't move away from the city because all of her family is here and I'm pretty much at the end of my rope. Aside uh, aside from this, she might be even marriage material, but I just can't deal with this anymore. On the day of the quake, I was within 20 feet of being squashed like a grape by a four-story building that fell on the sidewalk. Uh, I would just been walking on while she was having lunch in a park, so I can't sympathize with her mentality mental fragility anymore. It's been too long with no improvement. Um, I don't even know how the fuck I expect you to help me. I guess I just want to complain without anyone I know in real life calling me an asshole for it because the perception in my social circle is that I have to just deal with it. But I'm not sure I can do it for another two years. Anyway, that's my problem. Any advice would be appreciated. Come and do a show in New Zealand sometimes because this is a great country for a tourist and I can't be bothered going to the States to see you. (laughs) <laughs> and aside from that enjoy what might be the longest range go fuck yourself for the week cheers mate take care um <clears throat> well as mean as you sound i totally relate to that and you kind of sound like a little bit of a walled-off psycho which i also relate to so you're probably you know despite the fact a building almost fell on you which is kind of a stretch. I consider a building almost fell on you like it starts to fall and you run out of the way. Not that I was just there twenty minutes ago. Yeah, you and a thousand other fucking people. All right. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I totally get. We, you, you know, I get it. I get it. Two years of every time a truck goes by, she starts shaking, <laughs> doing that. Yeah, fucking drive me nuts after a while. At some point, you got to grow up and get over it. You know, it's like living with a fucking chihuahua sitting there with his eyes all bugged out, shaking and peeing in the fucking corner. At some point, you know, you got to grow a dick. Have you asked her to go to, th- <laughs> have you asked her to go to therapy? <clears throat> Maybe you should do that. That's what Nia suggested when she did, she did the first podcast that I lost. Uh, she's not available now. She's not unavailable. Available. Um, She suggested that you um, ask her to go to therapy. Just sit down and say, listen, I'm concerned with the fact that you're still this traumatized by the earthquake, and I want to help you get some help. And start with that. And if she doesn't get help and she keeps shaking and trembling in the corner and peeing like a little Yorkshire terrier, um, I don't know, dude. You either got to break up with her or you got to lay off the booze because something's going to, something's going to, you're going to snap. At some point, she's going to be like, you're going to be a little drunk and you, you, you've had a bad day. You're having a couple, you're throwing them down the fucking shoot right? And all of a sudden, whatever happens, somebody blows their nose next door and she's going to be like, <laughs> doing that shit. And you're going to be like, you're just going to look at her and imitate her. <laughs> And then, and that's gonna fucking destroy her. You're gonna do that. Jesus, that just sounded creepy when I did that. But it's it's gonna happen. So I try to get her help, or I would get out of the fucking relationship. You know, I mean, it's been two fucking years. It's been two fucking years, okay? And uh, you know, she's acting like it happened two weeks ago. Yeah, two years. That's that's plenty of fucking time. To get, I mean, you never get over losing somebody, but like t- to still have it be that fucking raw that you know somebody can't even break wind without you you breaking down crying is is uh, you know I mean maybe she's that sensitive and if she's that fucking sensitive and you're not I don't know sometimes opposite attract but I don't think it is in this case uh, that's it all right twenty four year old virgin on first date <clears throat> hello Bill and possibly Nia sorry she's not here this week she was. During the first taping. I'm sorry. Um, As should be deduced by the subject line, I'm a major pussy. I've had absolutely zero romantic experiences in my life. I took some pretty brutal rejections when I was in high school and have been too timid to try my luck since. It's not like I'm a cowering, blubbering mess when I'm talking to women either. I just tend to think, why bother? I know what she's going to say. It's a loser mentality, which is stupid. I know. So what do you need my help for, sir? You know you're being a pussy, and you know you're, you're, you're psyching yourself out. You know what's going on. Huh? You know what the deal is. All right, let's keep reading. Uh, by now, there's this girl who's really interested in me. I'm not used to that feeling. Oh, come on, dude. What, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? By now, there's a girl that's itching in me, and I'm not used to that. What are you, a fucking cyclops? You can't believe the kind of guys that women are interested in. They're not just about looks. You know, they're about senses of humor, uh, money. <laughs> Sorry, out of that. they like other shit. Um, we met in an, in an English course. She's attractive, way smarter than me, and funny as fuck. We have a lot in common, and she's almost as single, cynical and black-hearted as I am. She's perfect. She's got a lot of issues, though. Within the within minutes of the first time we talked, she started telling me about how she cuts herself. Oh, Jesus. And about how often she tries to kill herself. All right. Right there, dude. It's over. Right there. It's over. Okay. And he goes on to say she's bipolar and schizophrenic. All right. Guys, if you're going to make up emails, can you try to do a better job and not make them this fucking over the top? Dude, you use deduced in the first fucking sentence of your email and you're too fucking dumb to not know to get away from this. If this is true, I'll play along. Whatever. It's Christmas. I'll play along. Let's just act like this is true. She's bipolar and schizophrenic. Oh, that's great. She cuts herself, tries to kill herself. She's bipolar. She's schizophrenic. You know, I think I think uh, it's all there. Bipolar and schizophrenic. That's like the two piece meal at Kentucky Fried Chicken. With a side of cutting yourself and a to go big gulp of suicide. There you go. That's what you want to let in your inner circle. Uh she's told me that she's she has a slew of characters that talk to her, which she oh uh, go fuck yourself. All right, nice try, buddy. Okay. I'm done with this email. All right. Introspective drugs. Hey, Bill, love the podcast, and I've got, gotten a lot of my friends to listen to you in the last few months. I'm a 49ers fan. I love hearing Patriots fans bitch when they get beat. Well, you don't hear that a lot, do you? Huh? Let me ask you a question. Are you good at catching punts? You want to play that game, sir? Huh? Haven't won anything in 20 fucking years? How'd you like that Seattle beatdown? You know what? I, here's my Pete Carroll impression for you. How many times did you see this last night? That sounds too much like Ric Flair. I got to get some NFL Films audio of, of what he sounds like when he, said, when he does that. Anyways, he goes, I know you hang out with Joe Rogan and a lot of famous L.A. comedians. And I'm curious if you ever are willing to get down with mushrooms or any kind of psychedelic substance. Um, get down with it. Get down. Rap, rap. Um not like today or next week, just any time in the rest of your life. You seem like the kind of guy who would be balls out laughing, making everybody else laugh with introspective insights. Oh, there's no doubt I would have a great fucking time if I ever did it. But that's, that's really what scares me. You know what I mean? Like, when I listen to people who've done mushrooms, I listen to it. It sounds fucking awesome. It does, but, uh, you know, there's a price that you pay when you do shit like that. See, I like being ignorant. You know what I mean? Like walking into nature sober is, is awesome to me because I don't know that if I was on mushrooms that I, I would be enjoying a tree that much more. The fact that I never did it, like, you know, like the first time you get high, if you shoot up with heroin, like those guys chase that every fucking day, no matter what they do. See that Patriots game? Wasn't that unbelievable? Compared to what? You know, once you've shot up, it's 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 only so fucking enjoyable. So drugs scare me because I know that I would really enjoy them. And I've seen what they've done to a lot of people's lives. And um, And I'm not literally saying you end up on the street homeless. I'm not talking about that extreme thing. I'm just saying how... I've seen a lot of people waste a lot of time and talent and potential and all that type of stuff. But um, I do not question why people do them at all. You know, I would love to hallucinate, you know. I'd love to talk to a sneaker. Why wouldn't you? Talk to everything else that can talk at this point. I'm on to, you know, be a new experience. But the problem is I just feel like I would, I, I would love it. And, uh, you know, that's why I don't do it. Anyways, there's a lot of comedians talk about weak topical shit, but it seems like you have a deep vein of intelligence that a certain audience hones in on. Oh, I get it. I see what you're buttering me up. You want to do mushrooms with me. So this is what you're treating me like an 18-year-old incoming freshman. You know, you're the most beautiful girl here. You're not like the others. (laughs) No, dude, I'm, I'm... I'm not saying I never would, but, like, I just, I, I'm not going. I, I know myself too well. The shit I do with alcohol, isn't that enough? Enough of a fucking sign. You know, I'm going to be buzzed tonight when I go to church. That's dis- I, can't, I can't show up near his mom there with booze on my breath. I wasn't raised like that, you know. when I tell you, once that guy breaks open the wine, I, all, bits, all bets are off. Underrated, a flask flask at midnight mass you know what's the great thing about a flask is if somebody catches you with it all you all you do to get out of it is you you, you look at them you do that nod and you give them a little toast <laughs> and then it's just so awkward they have to nod and kind of give you like a fucking black power fist back to you what are they going to do you know anyways girlfriend jealous of dog dearest william i watched your stand-up special with my girlfriend and we loved it oh well, thank you very much um Anyways, my girlfriend is jealous of my dog. The dog is small, and I have often have it laying with me on the couch, sleeping in bed with us. Um, of course, I'm cuddling with my girlfriend at the same time. While you cuddle with a beast. I know it's a little dog, but still, you know? So you got like, you got a little threesome going on there. I, I kind of see how why she would be annoyed. Um, but she still complains that I'm more affectionate with the dog. And is often mean and abusive to the dog, pushing her around, calling her slut slash whore, etc. Has this happened to you? Am I out of my mind, or is it strange for a girl to be jealous of an animal? All right, dude. Here's the thing: um, you need to stop sleeping with your dog when your girlfriend's there. You got to know that humans are higher up than dogs. Okay? Treat your girl with a little more respect. Okay? First off. And secondly, you need to dump that woman. Okay? That whole shit there, like, getting jealous of the dog is one thing. not jealous of the dog. She's just upset that you're probably saying way more lubby-dubby things to the fucking dog and are way more affectionate to the fucking dog caressing the dog, petting it way more than you are her. So that's normal. But when she takes it to the point of the bizarre calling the dog a slut or a whore and then hitting an animal, pushing her out on any fucking level, that's that's a done deal right there. All right? If those street lights were there, I don't know what color she would come out, but it wouldn't be the color that I am. All right? Old American here. Apple pie and Chevrolet. Fuck Chevrolet. I like Fords. But you know what I'm saying. That's what you got to do. You got to curb your attention you're giving to your dog, and you got to dump that woman. That's it. Anyone who's mean to a fucking animal is—they're uh, a piece of shit, and that's the tip of the iceberg. It's the Bronx tail. Lock the door. Test right there. You're out. See ya. All right. Overrated, underrated. Uh, Bill, I love the podcast and listen to it all the time. I think there are way too many overrated sports clichés. For example, give hundred ten percent, taking one game at a time. At the end of the day, etc. Any halftime interview with any coach. What do you think, Bill? What's your opinion on sports cliches? Are they overrated or underrated? If so, what are some of your favorite slash most an- annoying ones? Um. All right. Well, this time of year, they always have the classic. I'll tell you, they're the eight and six team. Nobody wants to play. They got that one. Um, They always have that team. The best team with the shitty record that nobody wants to play. Uh, the, the, the one that the, the coach will say, I'll tell you, you give me 22 of those guys. Give me 22 of those guys and I go undefeated. Uh, they don't make them like that guy. He's a throwback. That guy's a throwback. The lovely Nia, everybody. Just walked in. You walked in later. I already went by the whole thing. Um, what are some of the other ones? Oh, I, this is the one I hate the most. I'll tell you, you hate that guy, but if he played for you, you'd love him. They always say that about those dirty pieces of shit that go and, like, deliberately blow somebody's knee out and end their career. And for the record, I wouldn't love them if they played for my team. I wouldn't. I don't like dirty pieces of shit, whether they're wearing the uniform of the team that I love or, or that I hate. I don't like those guys. So um, I don't know if that's an overrated, underrated But I gave you overrated, underrated, underrated. Uh, Bringing a flask to Midnight Mass is underrated. (laughs) And, uh, hey, Nia, come over. We only got one mic. Come over here for a second. All I need is one mic. How was, uh, how'd that pie look?
1: That pie looked amazing. It was, I walked in and I was like, it was beautiful. You did a great job.
0: And how manly did I look in that apron? (laughs)
1: I don't understand why you won't allow me to tweet pictures like this. Well, I think
0: because I get because en- I get enough shit. Yeah, that's why true. help them out.
1: But it was, I, yeah, I laughed for uh, a solid five minutes on that one. That was that was good. It was great. But that pie looks amazing. I can't wait to have it tomorrow. But all I'm right.
0: Excited. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking send out the picture of, of, the, the, pie. of the pie. Yeah, okay. and watch they'll shit all over that. They'll shit all over it. edge <laughs> of pie? Did you already throw it in somebody's face? Somebody take a shit on it? Fucking. Do they know what a
1: gourmet cook you are, though? Have you talked about that? How you're really, your skills in the kitchen have become quite good.
0: Thank you. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was damn near a compliment. Well,
1: it is a compliment. You made that, that prime, no, the braised short ribs, which was amazing. Braised short ribs. He made braised short ribs, bought this beautiful bottle of wine. It was very romantic. It was del- and it was delicious, too. It was like restaurant quality
0: good. Yeah, overrated cooking. It's not that hard. All these fucking jackasses on the Food Network, and this is blah blah blah. This is gonna infuse, and it that's
1: does, well. But it, it takes a certain amount of creativity, I think. You know, to like make something really special. Anyone can make a buy-the-book
0: recipe, but you gotta add your own little, you know. That's all I'm doing. They you got a jazz thing. They own what? Don't Voodoo, ever, bop, bop. don't ever do that again. <laughs> no, I don't. I just follow the recipe word for fucking word. Well, That's it.
1: When you get more when you get more confident, you'll be able to improvise a little bit more. You won't have to do that. You'll just be like, I'm making this today and you'll be Do able to- I
0: seem insecure when I'm in the kitchen? I'm sitting there wearing a woman's fucking apron.
1: <laughs> you are
0: you're,
1: you're wearing my apron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that your mom gave me. So it was kind of like, well, either way. I laughed. Yes,
0: you did. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Nia. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas, everybody. To to everybody. And thank you, everybody, this year, everybody coming out to my shows, everybody who's listened, anybody who's advertised on this podcast. God bless you. God bless us. Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) We got one more Monday. Left in this year. I hope you guys have a good time. Don't, uh, and I know there's gonna be some douchebags at Christmas and in law, or it's just somebody you don't fucking like, and uh, just whatever. Don't, don't engage for the sake of your mom, your dad, or just everybody, or even the person you're with. Just don't get involved in it. All right. Just, I don't know. I don't know. Have a go stand under the streetlight and see what color they are. All right. That's it. Go fuck yourselves.